welcome to Practicing Life, a podcast where I share my personal journey with you so that you can be the person you want to be. I'm Ashley Pitzer, the host of this podcast, fantasy writer, yoga instructor, personal trainer and fitness instructor, mom of two kids on the autism spectrum, and wife to a twin flame. Now, let's balance our mind, body, and spirit. Hello, beautiful souls. This is Ashley Pitzer, your host with Practicing Life. And today's episode is building off of last week's episode where I talked about medicine. And so it's not important that you listen to next week's, although it's going to help you with thinking about different solutions. Um, I'm not going to go over a ton of solutions today as I did kind of last week. Today, I'm going to really focus on the relationship with your body and suppressing your emotions. So last week, I kind of focused on looking at things externally. And this week, we're focusing on looking at things internally. This, to me, my personal opinion, is something that goes just unnoticed by the medical field out there. I mean, yes, we have psychologists, we have counselors that we go to when we have talk therapy and we express, which is again, an outward action, but but actually turning inward and addressing our thoughts and our emotions is really something that I find to be neglected in our society. So I'm just going to come out and say it. This is what I believe. This is what I stand in. And again, I always, I'm always someone who is open and accepting of whatever you want to believe, you know, kind of the you do you, you do me. But as someone who's speaking to you, where I am coming from is that everything is energy. Now, there was a point in my life that I didn't think like this and I wasn't open to this and I wasn't aware of this, but where I am today, I see everything as energy and I spend a good time managing my energy. And so, I mean, you'll, you could probably just guess, you know, with me being a yoga instructor and somebody who practices sitting in silence and working through breath work and managing my thoughts all of this plays into managing my energy. So where I'd like to start off with is Albert Einstein. You know, someone that most people recognize as a pioneer in in science and has made a huge impact on this world. And so he defined energy as mass times speed of light squared. So E equals MC squared. And one of the ways that I look at this, look at energy, is the fact that energy has a frequency and a vibration. And so everything has a frequency and a vibration. We can see this even in our science today. Like my daughter has seizures and so she goes and gets hooked up to electrodes and these electrodes are measuring the vibrations and the frequencies of her brain. And it's pulling out results for us to see like when she's spiking in a seizure, what's the pattern of the seizure? 
And so this is like different types of energy waves that they're measuring to give us like a picture which we interpretate and come up with results. So when I think about our bodies, I think about our bodies being channels of energy. I'm somebody, again, yoga, think about this. I'm somebody who believes in like the chakras so that we have energy energy channels along our spine and they kind of signal different things. So for somebody who maybe doesn't think this way, maybe you would think about your spine and your central nervous system. So you have your sympathetic and your parasympathetic. But essentially, even when I'm you know, going through um, different certifications and training, like on personal, I was going to say personal development, on personal training, we learn about different things. Like when you're training and you're, you're, you're wanting to come into like a static position so that you can hold your heart rate, you know, you're looking at how this affects your central nervous system. This is energy that is flowing in your body. So whatever you want to look at it, however you want to look at it, you know, is, is fine. It's going to work. So I'm taking maybe more of a spiritual standpoint. You can take a science standpoint. You can take it however you want to do it. But what I am really saying is that our energy kind of flows through channels, through our body, through our central nervous system, and we project that out. So when you think about your body and the relationship that you have with it, because this is what I want to talk to you about How do you treat your body? And there's a lot of directions that we can go with this. I mean, it's almost like in some ways overwhelming because there's so many directions that we can go with this. But that is just a thought. Like for instance, um, I'm very anti-diet. That's a way of treating your body. That's a way of subjecting your body to get a result. And I like to think about my body as a relationship, and which is what I'm inviting you to do. So when I think about diets, I think about them almost as a punishment. This is my perception. Everybody has different perceptions. This is where I'm coming from, so you can kind of understand my thought process. But you know, when you're telling your body, I am going to put you in starvation mode, I am going to neglect you, I'm going to make sure that you're getting less nutrition so that, you know, you will give me the results of looking skinny. That is a relationship with your body. Now, I'm not saying that that's what everybody does because we all do different things. You know, some people aren't starving themselves. Some people may need a calorie reduction because maybe they have a different, um, relationship with food. Maybe their, you know, relationship with food is, hey, I'm super upset. I'm going to turn to Twinkies or Oreos or a bag of chips, you know? And so like maybe their relationship with food should, I shouldn't say should, maybe their relationship with food is about bringing awareness to what foods they are bringing into their body. Okay, so that's one avenue that we could completely go down. 
But there's all sorts of avenues that you can go down. And I'm going to look specifically at the core issue, which is your emotions and your thoughts, not your external things, like not what am I eating? How am I managing my money? How is that affecting me? I'm going to go just directly to the source, your thoughts and your emotions. So when we suppress our emotions, or when we avoid them, it has a physiological effect on our body. One of the things I mentioned last week is that our environments affect our health. And our body is essentially an environment for us. Like our bodies are our homes. Like not just our homes that we sleep in and we cook food in and whatever. Our bodies house our central nervous system. They house our ability to heal. Like everything that you need is within your body. Your body is an environment within itself. And so when we fill that environment with specific thoughts and emotions, it creates a response. So I've already given you the example of an external, like if you every day went and ate fast food and drank soda all day, that is an external environment that you're putting in your body. Well, the same thing is happening internally. When you think a thought such as like, uh, I'm ugly or um, I'm bad with money or I'm, I'm never going to change. This is just who I am. When you think these thoughts like over and over, this is an environment that you're creating within you. This is what you're living in. This is your atmosphere that you're in essentially 24-7. So if you've ever gone to um, a job and you've had a boss that maybe is explosive, you know, like a boss that's screaming or slamming their fist down or, you know, flipping papers up in the air, that's an environment, right? That's an explosive environment. Or if you've had somebody that you're working with that is like, (laughs) I'm thinking of like Winnie the Pooh, and you have Eeyore, who's just like, "Eh, it's a cloudy, rainy day, and nothing matters, and I'm so sad. That is an environment. So your brain is hosting an environment. And then your central nervous system is feeding off of that environment so that every cell in your body, because that's what works with the central nervous system, every cell in your body is responding to those emotions and to those thoughts. And they create a physiological effect. So when you get stressed, which is a thought, Like, let's say I have the thought I'm overwhelmed right now. This is something right now that I'm living in today that I am managing my thoughts and I'm managing my energy on. I'm getting ready to launch 
um, a, a particular line of business. I'm getting, I'm, I'm working on my second book. I am in the process of working with an editor to finalize my first book. I have my special needs kid who's home for the summer. I am a full-time caregiver. So when you start looking at all of these things, and I, I'm, I'm also participating in all of these programs, and I'm participating in building my online platform, and I'm doing these podcasting, right? So I can sit there and I can look at this big picture of everything I've got going on in my life, and I could say, I could say to myself, and I could have that thought, oh, this is overwhelming. I have all of these things. But when I have that thought, when I think these things, immediately your thought, which is your source, creates an emotion. So whatever that emotion is for you, so my thought, I feel over, (laughs) my thought, I am overwhelmed, creates an emotion of anxiety. And then that anxiety, that emotion that is vibrating through the channels and the central nervous system of my body is creating a physiological effect then. So it is it is creating increased heart rate. It's creating shallow breathing. It's slowing down my central nervous system because everything is going towards my heart because my heart rate is beating faster. And so that's pulling energy towards my heart and therefore away from maybe my fingers and my toes. And so my circulation is slowing down. So a different example would be, um, think about stress. We've all experienced stress at some point in our life. So this should be relatable. When you are stressed, which is caused by a thought, and then there is that emotion that comes with it. So I have a thought that I am stressed. I have the reaction in my body of feeling maybe my gut twist, um, my headache starts right? So you're having this physiological effect and you have this emotion of probably like fear, maybe fear that you don't know how to handle the situation, Um, fear of the unknown of what you're getting yourself into, fear of being judged, fear of failure, like, right? So whatever, you have the thought of stress, you have the emotion of fear, you have the psychological effect of my gut is twisting, my heart is racing, my mouth is dry, Okay, so this is the environment of your body. And then when you keep doing this over and over and over again, it creates a habit. It's almost normalized. It becomes normal. You think this is the way of life. This is what you have to accept. You are a victim to this circumstance, right? You're a victim because you've normalized it and it's unconscious and you're no longer even thinking about it or aware of it. You're just in resonation. You accept the fact that today when you wake up, you're going to have a stressful day. That's just how it's going to be. This is the environment that I'm living in and this is the environment that I'm hosting for my body. Hopefully you guys are following me on this. That is my intention is for you to follow. I'm building. I'm building here. So anyway, what I am saying is that we create 
emotional damage to our body that shows up as a chronic disease. So this is the building block. I've explained how you have a thought. This creates an emotion. The emotion vibrates because it's an energy and it's vibrating through the cells of your body, through the channels in your body. And it is creating, because our body is a, a network, it's a system, it is a home. It is then creating a physiological response to something. And then that physiological response, I mean, it will go away because your body is amazing. It's ancient wisdom and it will go away and it will retract and it will heal itself and it will balance out. Thank you that our body is so amazing. It will balance out and it has a chance of rebounding and going completely back to normal. But the problem is, is our society normalizes these thoughts, these behaviors, these actions. And so we continually put ourselves into the same pattern over and over. We're, you know, in a job where you're fighting fires all day long. You're in a home where maybe you're just trying to survive all of the things that you have to do. And so when we do that, we're creating a habit, we're creating a pattern in our life of staying in an environment where we're constantly exposed to our body working and adjusting through the physiological effects of the thoughts and the emotions going on in our body. So when our bodies are constantly in a fight mode, so you got flight or fight. So let's slow that down and back up a moment. When we look at our central nervous system, you have your your sympathetic system and you have your parasympathetic. So one is fight and flight. And then the other one is this uh, ability to soothe and relax the body. So your parasympathetic is where it comes in and it calms everything down and it slows the heart rate down and it balances out. So if you want to think about like yin or yang, you have one, you have the other and they work together as a team. But the problem is, is we stay in a sympathetic system almost a, all day long, like a good percentage of our day. We're in this system in our body, our environment, a home of stressors to the body and responses. And our body is in this state of putting out fires, right? Slowing the heart rate down. That's a fire. Um, when you get stressed, you know, not only does your heart rate go up, which causes your blood pressure to go up, but your digestion slows down. So this is like another reason why when I am a when I'm personal training people and they want to talk about losing weight, we we have to address your thoughts. And I know most post personal trainers they're not trained this. I mean, I've gotten trained, but they don't talk about they talk about your motivation with your thoughts, like why are you motivated to come to the gym? Why are you not? So they go through that psychological effect, but they do not address your identity. They do not address your thoughts and what's actually preventing you from like losing weight. That's a whole different area, right? So when people come to me and they want to lose weight, when they're working with me, well, they're working on their thoughts. There's just no way around it with me because your thoughts are the, the core. They are the source of everything going on with your body and what your body is really working for or against, right? Like, and for and against in the sense of if you have thoughts that are 
supporting your body, then they're for. And if you have thoughts that are against your body, then they're fighting against it because there's something that the body has to do in order to create a solution. So when you are stressed and your digestion slows down, your body, the beautiful, miraculous body that you have is coming in and your brain is doing this too. I mean, your brain is part of your body, but your body is responding and is creating a solution to remedy the slowing digestion. But when you stay in that state of stress and you're constantly having a slow digestive system and your body can only do so much if you're not willing to have that relationship with it and to balance it out and treat it well, your body can only do so much. And so over time, it works as hard as it can and it does its best to support you. But if you ignore it, then it starts, the problem starts to accumulate in your body. And then that's when you start having some chronic diseases. Your chronic diseases, I mean, maybe because we have a lack of history and research on this, but they were not predominant in ancient history. It is something that we find prevalent today. Okay. I'm willing to believe that that is because there was no research done on that. But I also find it extremely interesting that despite all of the research that we have, like for instance with me, I have um, a connective tissue disorder, which they believe will turn into lupus. Like I am one, I am one smidge, you know, I'm less than, I'm less than a couple of steps away from lupus. Well, that's what they tell me. I'm a pot getting ready to boil over, essentially. That's how they described it to me, right? But they can't explain to me why I have it. It's not necessarily DNA. But I know because I know what I was doing to myself. I was ignoring my emotions. I was ignoring my thoughts and I wasn't working through everything and I wasn't being aware of my thoughts and I wasn't changing any of the things. I was just saying, this is me. This is my experience. This is what I went through. Okay. And I'm just, I'm not discounting anybody who has something going on genetically that needs to be treated. But I'm saying that a large percentage of people out there, if they are in the same situation that I was in, where they've gone to the doctors and the doctors can't explain why they have these issues. This may be, I'm just inviting you, this may be a good time to turn to your thoughts and to your emotions. Like clarifying, I am not a doctor. I am not an expert. I'm your average person who has gone through it all. And I've been there and I've done that. And now I'm kind of sharing what I know and what I've come through. And let me tell you, as being somebody who is in personal training and has been a fitness instructor and specifically a yoga instructor, boy, do I attract a lot of people with autoimmune disorders. And I can see, I can see a pattern. And I'm not a doctor. But I can see a pattern between all these clients and all this time and all this data I have collected. And then I can think about it from my own perspective, which is what I'm here sharing with you. 
that when we suppress our emotions and that vibration is affecting the central nervous system and then we stay in this state and this is our relationship with our body and we normalize it and then we, you know, at least for me, say, well, there's nothing I can do about this. This is just the way it is. I'm here to tell you, at least in my experience, I was able to do something about it. I was able to do something about it. I obviously attract people who desire to change and evolve. And if that's not you, this message may not be what you want to hear. But what I am saying is that we create, we manifest our own problems through energy because everything is energy. That's what I'm coming to, that our bodies are filled with wisdom. Our bodies know how to heal. But if we're not giving ourselves the chance to heal, if we're not taking the steps to manage our mind, to manage our emotions, it's like we are disabling ourselves from allowing our body to do what it's meant to do. So let me give you an example. Um, when you are in a stressed situation and you take the time because you have that relationship with your body and you have that awareness and you pay attention to the signs of your body because your body is always communicating to you. Your body is always telling you something. So when you clue into your body because you, you love yourself enough to pay attention to your body and not just say like, deal with it, like shut up, we got to move. You know, like when you actually say, Oh, I can feel my ch- the pressure in my chest and I'm willing to take two minutes out. I mean, even in the office world, I would go take a potty break. I'd go to the bathroom and I would sit on the toilet and I would just breathe because I needed a time out from the stressful situation at work and I didn't want people looking at me while I needed a moment to take a couple of deep breaths and I would go into the toilet, I would take a couple of deep breaths, I would slow my heart rate down. I would clear my thoughts and then I would envision what I want to see happen. And then I would follow that up with something that was supportive to me. Like for me, I mean, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of things can boil down to me just saying, I am capable of handling the situation. That's a simple thing. So let me kind of back that up, right? Awareness, paying attention to what your body is feeling, Two, taking time to just breathe. Three, envision what you want to have happen. Four, an affirmation, right? You have a relationship with your body, whether you want to believe it or not. I've spelled this out to you and I've given you plenty of examples to show you how you have a relationship with your body. But your central nervous system responds to your thoughts. That is what's happening. 
You can go to life coaches, you can go to counselors, you can go to doctors, but it's as simple as that. That is the science of it. Your central nervous system responds to your thoughts. Whatever you are thinking is your choice. And I know that's really, really odd. And that's what it comes down to conditioning. And that's what it comes down to like journaling and paying attention. Because at first it feels like, well, I can't stop myself from having these thoughts. But it all boils down to awareness. Because once you clue into awareness, you eventually will start to get control over that thought fight it, resist it, whatever it is, you'll start to acknowledge it. And from there, you can start to work with somebody. You can go, like for instance, you can go to a counselor. You can go to a life coach. You can start journaling. Journaling is super effective for this. You can go to a hypnotist, somebody who's going to help you reprogram your subconscious. You continue to do meditations and visualizing. These are all different ways to help you manage your mind. Because whatever thoughts you're feeding your body is going to continue to produce your environment. Basically, I'm saying you are responsible for the environment you're creating within your own body. So take away, manage your thoughts, move your attention if at the time you're struggling with managing your thoughts. This is where I love to turn to music. I turn on a song that supports me, that makes me feel better, that raises my vibrations. I might do something where I can dance for a second, raise me up, make me feel good right? You can move your attention. Like for instance, um, when I'm really having a tough time with my kid, I might envision myself being on a beach, the sun on my skin, right? I'm moving my attention, um, envisioning what you want, taking the time to see like, oh, when my kid doesn't want to take her medicine and fighting me on it and I need a lot of patience. I picture her being happy to take her medicine, me being able to get to whatever I want to get to next, right? These are things that help me. I also want to talk about play. Play is so important and we forget this. You know, the thing about it is, is like we normalize the grind and we stay in the grind and we stay in busy mode. And then when we're outside of busy mode, we cope with buffering, watching TV, eating food, um, over-exercising was one of mine. Uh, You can drink, right? You can do all of these things because you're just wanting to escape from the grind. But what I'm asking you to do is ask yourself, what brings you joy? And instead of going to these activities that might entertain you and give you a buffer, I'm asking you to figure out what brings you joy and to choose that. All right. I like to keep these episodes short, so I am going to wrap up with this and just tell you all that you matter and that I love you. All right, until the next time. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. It is an honor to serve you. If you found any of this information helpful, I would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and loved ones, as well as subscribe to this podcast. I would also be grateful for a five-star review. You matter. Until next time.